The Future Lifestyle Pro Podcast. Hello guys, it's me. Oh, no way. Are we on? Hello? Hello guys, it's me, Matsy. It's Monday. It's Easter Monday. And it's time for another episode of... A fucking other Mad Sea Monday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wish it was Sunday. Fucking Sunday. <laughs> I'm just getting rid of a cold. Wow, I've not had a cold in ages. Rhinovirus. There's about 251 of them. Rhinoviruses. That's why they can't. That's why they can't find a cure for the common cold because there's so many variants of it, and they always mutate. Therefore, they can't find a solution to the common cold. We'd need vaccinating over 251 times just for the common cold. We don't want to be doing that. We don't want to be doing no vaccinations, do we? Or do we? Who knows? Put it in the comments. Let's start a really heated debate that gets hundreds and hundreds of comments about vaccinations like usual. Um, okay, so coffee. <sighs> Don't you just hate coffee snobs? Do you know any coffee snobs? Do you know what a coffee snob even is? Um, you find them a bit arrogant. You know, they'll only, they'll only drink certain types of coffee they won't lower himself to none of that Nescafe granulated bollocks. Um, well, funnily enough, I'm a coffee snob. Uh, my my theory is that coffee's a bean and you grind the bean and then you soak it in hot water and then it becomes a drink, a coffee drink, right? It's not granulated. That's a chemical that's been freeze-dried. Therefore, the jarred coffee of Nescafe is coffee-flavoured chemical. Coffee is a bean, right? So I am what most people might call a coffee snob, and I like it that way. But the problem with being a snob is that it comes at a great cost to, to ourselves. It comes at a great cost to being a snob of coffee. Um... When you're a snob or when you're a connoisseur or you like to think you are, you miss out on there's so much joy and awe and just happiness that you miss out on because you're chasing after this thing, right? No matter what that thing is. Um, and I'm sure you probably agree, adulting, being an adult is boring. You know, we, we wish we could stay like children. We wish we could have the same amount of awe in everything and joy and just the, just in, just love of life that what kids have. Uh, just loving the simplest little things. We wish we could still have that, but we, it wanes over time. I remember I used to just sit and look at tree bark on a tree and just fascinate over 
what it looked like close up, the detail of it. I don't ever spend any time looking at tree bark anymore. I remember I used to put two milk bottles together. Two, you know, old school milk bottles. I used to go, and fly them around like this. Um, and it, the, the, to me, they look like a, a sort of a white Star Wars spaceship. A Rebel Alliance spaceship, and I used to put them together, and I used to fly them everywhere, and I was just madly in love with doing little things like that, and I, and I just don't do that kind of thing anymore, because the awe that we feel when we're a kid it wanes over time, and we start becoming dull to things. Uh, we do, we could become more dull to most things. We forget how beautiful things can actually be, um, and as we get older, we to keep things interesting. Some of us decide to become connoisseurs at things, like uh, or get a bit snobbish with stuff, and really, there's there's reasons for that. I would say the two main reasons are either one, you're chasing the initial high. Why, you know, you you, you, you your taste becomes more and more defined because you're chasing that initial high that you got when you first started doing that thing, or you, uh, your ego gets in the way and you want to feel important and you want to feel like you have some kind of knowledge that other people don't because it makes you feel important. Either way, it's your ego, okay? So you have a chase in the initial high or you, you, you're just basically an egotistical fool like me um, and, and you want to seem important about something. And I, I still do it, you know, in a lot of things. I, I, I have to rein myself in often, um, music is a big one. I mean, music, because I was in a band, because I'm in a band and because I'm a musician, when I was younger, I used to really pride myself on my taste of music and I used to be really snobbish with it. And I sometimes forget like how good cheesy music can be. That, that, that moment when you're all just in a in a party together in a kitchen or if it's a club and you're all singing some crappy song that everyone nobody would listen to in the car but together it unifies you all and that's what's beauty about that's the awe that I'm talking about that we lose as 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 adults um there was there's a song uh, there's a you know Bross the band that sort of 80s, those two brothers, those good-looking guys, right? There's a song called When Will I Be Famous by them. And I was listening to that at a party a while back, and I couldn't believe how good that song actually is. The production and the beat and the the, the driving uh, musicality of it. And I thought, man, this is actually pretty good. This isn't cheesy. And it's because I just, for that moment saw the saw the beauty in that thing that I would normally have overlooked because I was obviously too good for, for this shit. And um and it's like that song Shaggy. Shaggy, it's cheesy. But you know, when you're all singing it in a club together, it's amazing. It unifies it unifies us and it brings that little bit of something something that we all want in life back to us for that moment. Um because at the end of the day beauty Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. You know, who who are you to decide? Who am I to decide what you think is is good and what who are you to decide what I think is good? We all get to decide. It's it's within us. It's our it's from our own perspective. Um 
And I was jogging, I was jogging to work the the other day, and I run past this uh, art shop. There's like an art gallery that I run past, and there were a guy stood outside, and he was taking a, he he had his painting leant against the 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 wall outside the art gallery, and he was really like taking a picture. He was really smug, taking a picture or whatever. He was obviously showing his missus what he just bought, and I was like, I jogged past, and I kind of like. I had a little laugh to myself. I thought, that painting is shit. And I would not pay for that painting. But that's his painting and he loved it. I wouldn't pay for it, but he probably thinks that something I love is shit. You know, so beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I remember once going to a, you know, the cost of being a connoisseur, I would have much preferred to have loved that painting. But I was too egotistical and hoity-toity to, to appreciate it, and I remember going to a party once, and um, you know we were drinking wine. I like wine. I, I love wine. In fact, I'm I'm in danger of becoming a a wine connoisseur myself, and I need to need to check myself there. But there were a couple I was sat with, and they brought their own wine because they were part of a wine club, a wine tasting club, and they were like, "Oh no, we're not drinking this crap," and they just kind of what that did is. It made, I felt like, oh, I was quite impressed with them. So I thought, oh, these two obviously know what they're talking about when it comes to wine. But what it did is it made them very insular because they had their own little wine stash. There was just them two and everyone else. And they didn't really interact with everyone else because they were drinking their own wine supply. And they ended up becoming isolated. And this is the cost of what can happen. If you're a connoisseur, you end up being a bit isolated. When I'm sure you'd probably agree. Together is better. All of us enjoying something together, no matter how big or small, is better than just one or two people being privileged enough to, to know the, the secret. You know, who cares about that? Uh, there's, there's, there's a thing called, there was this thing uh, called the Judgment of Paris. And the Judgment of Paris was, uh, Parisians are so proud of their wine, or French, the French are so proud of their wine, that they, did, they, they, were, they could guarantee that every single other type of wine in the world would not compare to, to the wine that they can create in, in Paris. So they, did a, they, they created this uh, contest and they had some judges that were from Paris and they, they, they compared uh, the Californian wine with the French wine. And, and the judges were like, oh, well... Uh, you know, uh, whatever French accent is, I am. We will, uh, we will have wiped the floor with these American pigs, and um, and they started doing this blindfold test, and the 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 te the, the 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 California wine won by a mile. So that, but the 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 judges are all Parisian. They they were almost guaranteeing that the Paris wine would win. And that's because they didn't really fucking know, did they? They were just doing it out of pure ego. So really, you know, nobody nobody really fucking cares what's the best and what isn't the best and what you think's the best and it, how much you know. Really, what, we need to re what, what this, I suppose, video is for is just as a reminder that we should try our best to reawaken that awe that we felt when we were kids. Um, and it's for our own sake, not so that we look better in other people's eyes. Like, th there's, a, there's a stoic practice. Stoicism 
is something I'm a big fan of and I try to apply it to my to my thinking and my daily my daily life um, and there's a thing there's a there's a stoic practice called meta delight and meta delight is simply just taking just seeing the true beauty in the tiniest of things just see the true beauty so things like when you get a bath just look at the bubbles right look at how beautiful and how just amazing they all are con congealed together how the colors like dance off of the little bubble from the light and these little tiny things that you can take so many tiny little joys in looking at the blue sky look how deep the blue sky is and even if it's cloudy look at the clouds how 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 interesting are they if you really look at them and spend time looking at them and you can literally find joy in anything and if you apply met stoic meta delight stoic meta delight in the Bradford accent to to anything you never really get to everything you never get bored and you just constantly have these tiny little joys that can follow you around everywhere little things like a, a, how good is a cold glass of water a cold glass of water can be just the best thing in the entire world bread and fucking butter bread and butter when was the last time you just had a slice of bread and butter proper butter so boring so beautiful and nice and amazing um, you know, we're so lucky to have these things available to us and we, we need to just remind ourselves. So guys, anyway, enjoy the rest of your uh, bank holiday. I'm going to leave you. I love you. Stay strong and I'll see you later on. Thank you.